0: Coming at you live from the Wingate by Wyndham in Hurricane, West Virginia. It's Saturday night, and, and we're Saturday live night. from Hurricane,
1: West Virginia. We've been at drinking. the Wyndham
0: by Wingate Hilton Hotel. Uh, <clears throat> we've been drinking since 7, so you can all buckle up.
1: We have uh, been drinking since 7, okay, uh, which probably makes this a lot more interesting than we usually have. We're here this weekend because we have orientation this weekend for a new driver. And we have a review for a couple of drivers who've been here for 30 days. Yeah. So it's been a great weekend. Uh we got great new talent coming on. And uh, we're excited. It's been a good weekend. I got a good I got a good vibe from this class today. What about you? Yeah,
0: absolutely. You weren't even
1: paying attention. You were on your damn phone listening to something. I'm doing my best shit. And you're on the phone with something up here. I don't even know what it was. Can you do would you mind explaining to us? What you I, were doing? I, I, was, I was just listening to something on my phone. Very something quietly. being exactly what? It was, it was just – Because I want to know what it is. I and mean, your mind was more important than me speaking, okay, so and I, pouring my soul I, out, I pouring my that. heart and soul I've out. I've heard
0: that so many times I don't need to hear it again. I can repeat it. Let me remind everyone we're brought to you by Pittsburgh Power. Uh, Pittsburgh Power can meet all your needs, especially for the OPS. And so, if you do call uh, Pittsburgh Power and make an order, please make sure you tell them that you heard uh, uh, about them from us here on the Blue Ribbon Podcast. Rodney says Larry is echoing.
1: Larry's echo. Listen, Larry echoes as a natural phenomenon. okay? I'm going to
0: turn Larry down just a touch. We're in this open room here,
1: so maybe is that better. Um, My camera is what, Jim? Has a mic. My camera has a oh, mic. Oh. Well, Please you know what we do. Mute. How can we get rid of that? Hit I mute, mute that.
0: Does that fix it? It should. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hit mute that. It's probably what. Can it you was still going. hear me? Uh, yes, I can still hear you.
1: Does that take care of the echo, Jim? It probably. Listen, does. we have a broadcast professional with us tonight that we don't normally have. Okay, <laughs> one of our drivers, Jim. Okay, is a has a background in TV broadcast, um, whatever production. Thank you. And so he's here tonight. And of course, you know, we don't place a ton of uh, attention on our um, production value. Would that be safe to say? Chris? Oh, that's 100% safe to say. <laughs> now, so we, tonight we, in our, we have a live audience tonight, okay? Uh, and so in our audience, we have a broadcast professional who went to school to learn uh, TV and production. Now, he's here tonight. So he's going to critique us all night and he's going to be trying to get us all smooth. Keep in mind now, how, has it been two years, Chris, or one year and a half? What, when, how long have I done the podcast with you? Oh,
0: I believe it was August of 19. If I remember correctly. Twenty. So it's been three years. There's no way. 2020 20, it, it, uh, yeah, I, I think it was August of 19 wow. when you first came in. Um, that's unbelievable. And told the story of on episode forty nine, introducing Larry W. Long.
1: That epic, epic episode. That
0: epic episode. Where were you when we recorded that? You remember?
1: I think I was in Laredo because
0: we tried it one time and there was this torrential downpour. There was a downpour.
1: I was in the truck. I was sitting in the truck in the yeah. sleeper in Laredo. It is pouring rain and it's like hailstorm <laughs> yeah. hitting the truck. You know? Yeah, and I'm course, like this ain't gonna work, y'all. And then even, even with. <laughs> Even with our high standards of broadcast excellence, that yeah. wasn't going to work yeah. in Laredo. Plus, it was, it was it was August, I'm guessing. So it was 118 degrees yeah. in Laredo. And you wanted me to turn the truck off and not do it idly. Okay? Yeah. So I probably told you to kiss my ass, you know?
0: That's so, a good possibility. Yeah.
1: I'm thinking that's what...
0: Well, <clears throat> uh, we brought <clears throat> up the topic. Um, and, and, you know, back to our lack of production value we really sometimes like, what are we going to talk about on this podcast? But today this hit me because we were, we had a new guy in the room. We had two in for a review and we were talking about the business of trucking and how if this was any other business, we wouldn't do it. We would do it the way that we do it. Right. But uh, no other business would run their business the way truckers run a trucking business. And so that's kind of how we came up with this topic. Because if I was, uh, I brought up, I saw this TikTok and um, Papa John Schneider uh, was on Tim Pool's podcast and he was talking about the garlic cups. And Larry has told every class that he's ever been in, if you go into a restaurant, you can guarantee that the owner knows how much each one of those ketchup packets cost. And so Papa John was saying that when they started with the garlic butters, when they had like three restaurants, there was another pizza place in town that did the garlic butter. And so they started doing it. And then they realized that at eight cents per garlic uh, cup, they were spending, it was either 3 million or 30 million. I think it was $30 million. So they took the garlic cup back and their customers went crazy. And then they had to put it back in. So uh, Papa John instantly knew how much that, um, that butter costs them. And we have drivers that say, well, if you're worried about fuel mileage, you're not getting enough rate. If you're worried about maintenance costs, you're get you're not getting enough rate as if rate is going to solve all your problems. And it's obviously not because 95% of trucking businesses fail in the first two years. We didn't make that up. Okay. But we see the behaviors every single day where people get into trucking business um, and they think that driving the truck is what it takes and it's 15%. So we just wanted to talk about this. Um, and we've, we've been all through this before, but this is a great opportunity to talk about this important subject because this is a business and businesses are made to make a profit period. That's, that's why a business exists. <clears throat> and so <clears throat> we're just going to talk about that a little bit because I've been thinking about a friend of mine here locally that is a uh, contractor and builds these really super fancy bathrooms. Like, you know, he, he builds bathrooms that cost more than my house. Right. And over the last two years, he's had a lot of struggles with the price of construction materials, just skyrocketing. And I'm, and I'm going to have sit down and have a talk with him here soon. Cause I'd love to hear his story about what it's been like the last two years, meaning construction and having your, your materials costs double and triple, uh, while you're doing fifty thousand dollar bathrooms, you know, so
1: would it be kind of like fuel costs doubling and tripling when you try to? do It certainly
0: could be, yeah. Hmm. Um, and you know, we went through a bunch of numbers <clears throat> with our guys today from our numbers. That see, um, there's a lot of people that hate on our program and hate on what we do, and and that's fine. I couldn't care less. Um, but the one thing that separates us from most, if not all, BCOs uh that hire drivers and put them in trucks is everything that we do is completely transparent you get to see every number what larry put the entire PL for the entire company up on the screen today for everybody to look at there's nothing hidden here there's no questions about where the money came from and where the money went we show these guys everything and we also try to um create habits in them like wax on wax off with mr miyagi to create habits in them so that when they get into their truck someday, all they have to do is turn the key. They have all of the accounting habits. They have all of the the maintenance habits. They have everything that they need to have, and they get to learn that here in a risk-free environment where they get paid no matter what. Now, there's a question whether Larry gets paid, and there's a question whether the truck owner gets paid because they get paid last, but the driver gets paid first, And everybody else is carrying the risks so that they can come in and and get this valuable experience of what it's like to run a business, a profitable, successful business, um, without falling on their face and ended up bankrupt, broke, divorced, repossessed, foreclosed, because that's what's going to happen. If you do this wrong, and most of you will, it's going to be really, really bad. So now that Larry's had a few shots of bourbon, I think we turn the floor over to him and let him
1: wax philosophical. This ought to be good. Well, first of all, let me say that I'm on your home turf. So you look better in your image than I look in mine. And I think that
0: sucks. He's been so tore up about this camera shot. I
1: have a glare on my head that he, look at him. Okay. I -hmm. wish you had, wait wait a minute, wait a minute. I tried. Look at that ring light he's got on him. I tried. Narcissistic bitch. Okay, you see him right there? Look at me. Well, look what I have. I tried I to get him to use. I have that. I have that right, right there above me. This is where I was told to be. Okay, so I just want everybody to understand what I deal with here. Okay. I tried on to get him to base. use an Apple device, and he I'm, if wasn't I'm good at home, enough. I can control my environment. Here, I'm on his turf. We're in West Virginia. We have to eat his food, drink his drink, play in his game, play in his sand pile. You know, I'm just a little kitty. I'm, I'm a turd in a bottle box of kitty litter up here. Okay, just so you all know. All right. <clears throat> now that I've got that all It's going to be a long show, folks. <clears throat> all seriousness aside. <clears throat> all seriousness. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, that,
0: that's pretty much been the case since we started. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: screw you. Feel free. <clears throat> uh, so anyway. Um, you know, when we have um, an orientation, I kind of, I kind of pour my heart and soul out for everybody because we ask these people to do. There's a leap of faith that they take to come here. Yeah. You know, they see the podcast and they see the numbers, and we're very transparent. We've got one guy that came here from another VCO, which will not remain un- unnamed, but. You know, when we contrast what we do and the contrast and the integrity and the transparency and the, trem- the, actual, the, the, the actual, what's the word I want to use, Chris, um, opportunity mm-hmm. that we offer versus what is out there from most people. The contrast is is very obvious and and we we know what we do, we know what we do is is correct, we know what we do is moral, we know what we do is fair and but sometimes we don't get the credit that we deserve because of what we do is so different than what everybody else hey my my glamour light came on did you do that jim really do i look i don't really look any better do I do I look more glamorous? Not you, Phil. Don't answer, okay? <laughs> Everybody else has a shot. <laughs> I'm
0: a, I'm on the plane here with Zoc. Can we get Larry a forehead powder girl? No, Somebody sure. go find some I ma- need makeup. A scr-
1: I told Jim I needed Look at there. If I just had a scrim, I'd be fine. Jim, give me a scrim, okay? Find me a scrim to cut this off. Oh, right? I don't so- even know what that is. A scrim, it's what you put between, between a light source and a subject, right? <clears throat> TV production, right? So, well, we do. I, we do. We do. And that's it. Well, I forget it. We're getting off track. Can we get Larry a forehead powder? Who said that? <laughs> Who said that? Who's ZOT? You're banned forever from the podcast. <laughs> uh, the good thing about Saturday nights up here in West Virginia is we do the podcast with adult beverages. So we kind of oh. think it kind of lightens things up a little bit. I am not responsible for my comments tonight. Anything that I say, uh, can and will not be. I'll just McCoy let me law. let
0: me just get Pittsburgh power out of
1: here so they <laughs> yes. don't have to pay the price. <laughs> you should put Nick's logo there, yeah. Podcast brought to you by Nick at Windham by Windcom. All right, anyway, let's get back to what we're talking about. So, um, what were we talking about? Um, Excuse me, the integrity
0: of the program, giving the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, we, I think even sometimes we forget um, how different our program is and, and how uh, I, I talked to the guys tonight at closing. You know, I, I did my little closing tonight and I said, look, you know, integrity is what you do when nobody's watching, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, doing the right thing no matter you know, if, if, if anybody's paying attention or not. And, and, you know, the thing about it is, is when you're doing the right thing, you don't have to worry about defending yourself. You know, you don't have to worry about, you know, making excuses for things. You don't have to worry about making excuses and apologies when things don't go the way you thought they would go. You know, we, we bring people here. and We pretty much roll out everything that they want to see today. We showed them everything they asked for, you know, uh, because we have nothing to hide here, you know, every, it's, it's very transparent what we do here. Our model here is very unique in that we have a four win situation, win, 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 win. You know, it has to be a win for all four of the, um, participating, um, shareholders, uh, not shareholders, but stakeholders. Okay. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Landstar has to get their thing and they're, they're pretty, <laughs> they're pretty good to get their part. Okay. But you know, more importantly here, the driver has to be paid fairly on his effort and what he does, and it has to be transparent to him. We can't have smoke and mirrors to where the driver doesn't have any idea what he's going to make after he gets his paycheck. That's not how we work here. The driver knows what he's going to make as soon as we book the load. It's very, very obvious to him at that point in time. We have, we have, we have asset uh, uh, owners here whose trucks that we manage. And they have to get a return on their investment. And that's very transparent to them. Every weekend, I send them a settlement of exactly what the truck made. If they're wanting to see it, I can also show them the Landstar settlement that supports those numbers. And then at the end of the day, we've got me. I mean, I'm the the business owner here. I'm the one. I'm the only one here that's at risk. Okay. Because we pay Landstar and the driver and in some cases the dispatcher right up front from gross revenue before any expense is taken out the, the truck owner and me are the ones who share in the net profit. And so we take all the risk. We literally take all the risk. And so, but our, our model works like this. All right. We ask these guys to come here and put out the effort. They're using somebody else's truck to practice being an owner operator, to learn what it takes to be in business and stay in business. And, and, and operate in the Landstar system and become profitable practicing using someone else's truck. We have a truck that someone has put on in our care that they've got an investment in that they expect to return in. Okay? And then we have all of our time that is has invested. I've been here all weekend. I've given up entire weekend to train and, and get these people ready to go. And, you know, that... My time is worth money. So, everybody has to use. So, we got four hands out here Landstar, the driver, the truck owner, and me. All right. And that delicate balance works as long as that balance is maintained. So, here's what I told our guys today I said, look, our education comes to you at no charge. You know, we, we let you come here and use a truck and practice being an owner operator. Practice being, practice being in business. Pra, see what it's like to do this with no financial risk to you. But I have to answer to the truck owner. I have to make sure that it's profitable for all four of the stakeholders. Otherwise, the balance becomes out of balance, and somebody's not happy along the way, and somebody's not going to stay in the program. So that's what my job is, is to maintain that balance. So we talked to our guys and we said, look, all you have to do here is come and learn and take the truck and be profitable with it. Be profitable in a way that we show you where you control cost and 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 produce revenue while controlling cost because that's what you're going to have to do when it's your truck. So it's an internship that pays them very well. Every driver here has the opportunity to make $100,000 or more in a calendar year. Uh, our truck owners have the opportunity to make 40,000 or so dollars in a calendar year, you know? So it's just a matter of making all that, having all that balance stay in balance. That's what I do, you know? And so uh, we got thinking about this today and we we're talking about, you know, I come from not a trucking background. I, I have, I'm almost 50 years in I started in business in 1977 and I've done different businesses. I made a, reputation for, my, for myself in consulting with uh, primarily General Motors dealerships, but not necessarily all the way, uh, in how to turn non-profitable departments into profitable departments, especially when the inflation rate hit to be, hit to be 18 and 20, uh, and interest rates were 18 and 20% in the early 80s, uh, and who knows that that's not going to happen again, okay? Uh, so I had to teach uh, uh, dealership principles how to make money in the parts, service, and body shop departments because they couldn't sell any cars, all right? And mm-hmm. that may happen again. So part of that is understanding what it takes to, to take a business or a part of a business, an income stream, and ter- make make sure it's profitable. That's what I do. That's what I'm really, really good at, okay? I'm really good at forensically analyzing a situation and saying, here's the problem, here's the problem. So we take that and we turn around we show our guys how to forensically analyze their business. So that they understand that if you increase revenue, you're going to get a portion of that. If you decrease cost, you're going to get all of that. And we talk about areas, we spent today talking about areas that you could effectively uh, decrease in cost. That doesn't take a lot of effort, just just better decision making. And we talked about the numbers and the importance of gathering the numbers, the importance of analyzing the numbers. You know, things that you don't think about when you're driving a truck down the road and you're bumping a dock, you know. Mm -hmm. But we're talking to people about changing their identity from a truck driver to a business owner. And so we got to talking today and I start using other analogies from other industries I've been at. And what makes us a lunatic in this particular industry is normal in every other industry. Yep. And you picked up on that and you said, you know, that's be a good topic for a podcast tonight. And so we're, we're, we're going to talk about that. You know, I, this is the only business I've ever been in. It is where normal business practices are considered fringe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Um, and I've done a lot of. Listen, I I got in this business just to, basically to, get out of the house. Y'all, heard, if they haven't heard my story, go to episode forty and listen to it. Um. But I I I started out in this business, going, my God, of all the things I've ever done, I've never done anything as easy to make money as it is driving a truck. Mm-hmm. Now I just pissed off half the audience. I understand it. Uh, it's not hard. It's not easy what I do. What I do is really, Yeah. I, look, we can no offense. You can teach a monkey to drive a truck. Okay. <clears throat> right. You well, it's you can teach on, a monkey to run a business. Though.
0: It's on the list of the most dangerous jobs. No, absolutely. It, it, it does have a level of danger. Absolutely. It does have a level of. Well, I interviewed Pete Emheiser, who's a broker, years ago, like twenty. Gosh. Fourteen or so—I don't know. Anyway, and he said <clears throat> that if 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 we if the trucking industry was in charge of delivering pizzas, nobody would get a hot pizza. <laughs> um, somebody get him some duct tape. That's that's what he needs. Just duct to, just look like one of those handmaid's tail women. Um, but I'm just going to drink and not worry about okay. this okay? But but he pointed out that the only reason that really anything does get done is because of truck drivers. They're the ones that are on the front line that have to deal with the customer because the the dispatcher, the load planner, the fleet manager, but they never have to be face to face with the customer. And so obviously truck drivers have a very important role in moving the freight, but it's when you get this narcissistic, um, uh, kind of psychopathy that, you know, well, I'm the only one that matters. No, you're not the only one that matters. Everybody matters. Everybody's integral. Everybody's important. If they if they're not putting the loads together, you're not going to have any loads to haul. But when you're in business, businesses exist to serve people. That's the point. And so your the success of your business is going to be absolutely tied to and commensurate to the level of service that you provide. And the better the service you provide, the more opportunities you have to make. And so we can't, and, and I mean, I see drivers, this I see BCS do this. Well, this load's not paying as much as the next one. So they're not going to get as good a service. That's not how this works. Every opportunity to serve is an opportunity to serve, whether you're getting a thousand dollar rate or $10,000 rate, you have to, um, You don't have to crawl before you can walk. But if you're not willing to give the same level of service for a thousand dollar load that you offer a $10,000 load, you're going to end up alienating your customer and you're not going to have the opportunities to make those $10,000 loads. You
1: know, this, this is going to sound strange, (laughs) but I have seen it. I have seen it. I've lived it. if you would concentrate on serving your customer and not so much on how much you're going to get paid, Mm -hmm. believe me when I tell you this, you will have pennies from heaven that you have no idea where they came from.
0: Mm -hmm. Zig Ziglar said, if you, you can have anything you want, if you help enough other people get what they want. Yeah. And that's, that's absolute truth.
1: But, you know, as a young business person, you're all concerned about the money, you know. Well, because most and, of them are broke. And money becomes the, the preeminent objective of business. And that, and and also, let's, let's say that's what business is about, making a profit. But understand long term business relationships are based on relationships. Mm-hmm. If you concentrate on the service aspect of it, the money will come. The money, I guarantee you, you know, I was a photographer for many, many years. Okay. And I remember early on, you do, you, you can't even possibly get paid for all the things that you did to establish yourself in the marketplace. Then you look up in 10 years and 15 years later, that sounds like a lifetime to people. Okay. Oh yeah. But Towards the end, after, after in the middle part of that of that business life, all of a sudden you've got money coming and you have no idea where it came from, and it came from all of those fundamental things you did in the first five years that you didn't get paid for directly, mm-hmm. but the the relationship and the reputation and all the things that you didn't realize were happening are happening in the background and they come and they pay and they become fruit in years to come. And you don't even know where it comes from. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, the last 10 years I was in business as a photographer, I, I I could, I could set my clock on the number of weddings. I would get just from all the referrals I did from the previous 20 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to do anything and I could guarantee you I would get a set number of weddings, a set number of revenue, and I could do nothing. I could to turn my phone off, and I could get it because of the groundwork that I laid. We're trying to teach guys here you know, to, to establish a relationship, work on the relationship. You may take a loss mm-hmm. on a current situation, but that relationship will pay you down the road. How many times have you done something for WinCore that was a loss? But we've had that customer now for seven years, and they pay us a premium right now to do their freight that they won't pay anybody else in Landstar System, but they'll pay us to do it because of the established relationship we've made with them. Is that true?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and,
1: and the things that we do now, you can't buy. We bought it with things we did early on. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah,
0: well, we were talking with the guys today about how, you know, with the exception of when I was gone from when my truck blew up in April of 17 till I came back uh, working for Blue Ribbon, um, if I was off for a reason, um, would, like the birth of my youngest child, Um, I didn't work that week and i I beat the bushes and I found someone to cover that run. I didn't dump it in the agent's lap and say, all right, well, I wish you all the best of luck. Every single time when we have been contracted to do that run for that customer, that one of our trucks wasn't able to do it for whatever reason, I have found a replacement. The agent didn't have to go find it. Um, did I get paid to do that? No. Did, did I get a reward for doing that? Kind of. I got a gold star from Landstar through Carrie. But um, I know how difficult it would be to recover. But that's
1: not what you got from Carrie. What you got from Carrie is a relationship that we have for her because you took care of her as a customer. Right. How many times have we asked Carrie for a favor? Oh. Things that we can't talk about here. (laughs) Yeah. But we call her and we get it done, right? Absolutely. Without hesitation. Right. That's what you got out of doing it. Yeah. The gold star was just reflective of her appreciation of what you did. It was a public uh, announcement of a private relationship. Yeah. Fair?
0: Oh, 100%. Um, you know, drivers, you know, drivers, we spend a lot of time looking through the windshield, spending time alone. Uh, talking to other drivers, and it's real easy to start believing everything you think. And uh, lots of times, the stuff you believe is nonsense. Um, and and if you get one other idiot to agree with you, oh yeah, that, yeah. And, and then, but and then you're both full of crap. Um. But let me grab my my prop. This is how we make every decision. Every time.
1: Don't every ride, single time. Don't we, Rodney?
0: If 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 you are if you make the decision, well, I feel like, or I think so, maybe. No. This makes the decision every single time. Entrepreneurs, which we are, are known to have 10 new ideas every day, and nine of them suck. Probably nine and a half of them suck. Not mine. All of mine are good. Mm-hmm. You suck,
1: but yeah. I'm not.
0: But when we run it through this, then we go, Oh, well, and think about that. And then the math starts knocking the shine off of your great idea. And, you know, and it's so easy to be like, oh, but it's my
1: idea and I love it. And it came from me. And if you, if you, uh, I got to interrupt for a minute. Go ahead. Entrepreneurial ideas are a lot like Facebook posts. No. Oh. The longer you think about them before you hit return, <laughs> the better it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just, I've I always to, loved I just had to say that. Okay. I've always loved what you said.
0: If you were looking at buying a business, you would take the revenue and cut it in half and take the expenses and double them, and then you would decide whether or not You'd it was be worth close. doing or not. You'd be close. Uh, <clears throat> because everybody over exaggerates what they make and way underestimate what they spend. Yeah. And so you can't look at uh, with emotion and you get fired up and you get in love with something. Um, And you've got to be able to let it go. I mean, we've we've had so many ideas that we've talked about, but at, if we'll spend a few minutes talking it out and start doing the math. When he came to me in, in 2020, I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're in the middle of this of this global crisis, economic crisis. And he's like, hey, I got a great idea. Uh, why don't we get other I BCOs? I think there? I asked you. I think I did it and told you about it afterwards. No, you, we talked it over. Yeah, okay. We talked it over. You were like, I have this idea. You got all these BCOs that have these empty trucks, and we've generally got a waiting list of people. We've got more drivers than we have trucks. Why don't we cut a deal with them? And I thought, this is a disaster. There's no way this is going to work. And here we are two years later, and we don't own any trucks because somebody else owns
1: them all. And some fleet owners. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to say that. Easy, take that back. <clears throat> easy. We we have taken a little heat for the fact that we're a fleet at Landstar <laughs> that owns zero trucks. But I need to remind you, Landstar is a fleet that owns zero trucks, right? <laughs> okay, non-asset based so, carrier. So, hey, when in Rome. But it mathematically. I can ask a question to the audience. Uh, go ahead. <clears throat> I'm gonna sit up a little bit. What do you think of my lime green shirt? Oh God help me. Hmm? <clears throat> thumbs up if you like it, thumbs down if you don't. Thumbs down, you're being blocked, by the way. We now have two
0: year. Well, is it two year? It'd be two years in November. Correct. But we have, you know, 16, 18 months of Here, hang on empirical data that shows that um, People that own trucks that we operate make money and we make money and the driver makes money. Uh, now it takes a lot of work to do that. It takes a lot of work on my part and Seth's part and Phil's part to, to pick all the loads. And it takes a lot of work on the driver's part to deliver the loads and do all the planning and everything necessary to do that. W- what now? Oh, sorry. It takes a lot of work for Larry too. Thank you. I thought you were bitching about your shirt. I wasn't
1: sure what you were doing. Everybody took a lot of work to do this except me, the guy who came with the damn idea. The guy whose job it is, is to maintain relationships with the truck owners. <clears throat> we digress. Um, do you all notice a difference between the, the podcast we do on Sunday night where we don't drink <laughs> and the podcast we do on Saturday? <clears throat> the, um,
0: the reason that this works and the reason that we can prove it, right, uh, is, is the attention to detail, the little things. And Larry said it today, and, and I got this line from this guy years and years and years ago, Got guy named Cooksey Sugart. He ran a company of like, I think it was like 65 trucks leased to U.S. Express at 85 cents a mile, loaded and empty. And I asked him one day, I said to how, how do you do it? He said, son, there's pennies laying all over the ground. You just got to reach down and pick them up. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, so for an, you know, an idiot like me at that time that didn't understand anything that made sense. You know, I could understand that principle of attention to detail. And so now that we have the, um, we have to have the procedures in place, which are the same procedures you need with a single truck, by the way, you need to be accounting for every penny. You need to be saving every receipt. You need to have a place for that to receipt to go so that you have a system and a habit of, you know, Larry does all of our settlement accounting on uh, month, Wednesday. He does payroll on Thursday. He does fuel reconciliation on Sunday. Um, and it's like clockwork and it's an appointment. And it's an appointment that is set and has to be done. And so then he sends out reports, fuel mileage reports, revenue reports that everyone can look at and see. I do toll reports. Um, but if you don't have the data, you can't go and do a PL and mm. and and I love why don't you tell tell the tell the toll story again. You've told it before, but tell it again where
1: You started looking at the numbers
0: and you saw where the tolls were going. I mean, that's, that's
1: a, that's a small little thing. But look, I'm, look, you remember I come from a business background now in trucking, it's really, really odd for people to look at the numbers and make decisions based on numbers Mm -hmm. because in trucking, most people make decisions based on emotion. All right. Yep. And that's one of the things that we, that, that's what this podcast is about. If you get out, if you take trucking out of the equation and you take it in any other business, what we do as quote lunatics is standard, completely normal in every other what industry. What you do as a truck owner is considered idiot, 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 yeah. idiocracy. Thank you which was a documentary, by the way. Yes. Because as a, here's the, here's the situation. I'm going to get to your question. Don't let me forget about it, but let me talk about The reason that most people become non-operators, in my opinion, is that they're frustrated because they were a company driver? Mm-hmm. They were in a six by six cell, mm-hmm. locked up with door on each side and little buttons, treated like a slave, treated, told what to do, when to do it, when to take a shit, when to when to eat, when to do this. Uh, can I help you? Do, you know, and so they they love the part of the driving. Mm-hmm. They might even love the part of serving the customer. Doubtful, but maybe. What they don't like is being told what to do, Mm -hmm. being treated like a slave, literally, Mm -hmm. and locked in a six by six cage and told when you can go home, when you can get out, when you can sleep, when you can do this, when you can take a crap. Okay. Mm -hmm. That only works for a while. And then you go, let me free. Mm -hmm. Get me out. And there, the in fourteen hours a day, when you're driving down a road and you're using your brain and you're thinking, everybody comes to the same conclusion: if my name's on the side of the truck instead of yep. X, I could, could, I can make those decisions. Yep, I can decide where to go, when to go, when to do it. Mm-hmm. They think, which would be true. Mm -hmm. If they weren't in debt to their asshole in buying the truck to get in the business. Right. But since they're in debt up to their asshole, they no longer have that decision because now the truck payment controls that decision. Yep. So here we are. We have to make a decision whether to do what we want to do or do what the truck tells us to do. And we find out really quickly that the decisions that those people that we hated before were the right decisions. Taking this load, going here, going here now, doing this now, driving this truck at this speed, buying this fuel at this stop. Mm -hmm. All those were made on business decisions. Yep. And now we have the freedom to do other than that. And we choose to make those decisions on feelings, not on business decisions. Yeah. And guess what happens in a short order? All that freedom that we, that we craved is no longer available to us because we didn't pay cash for the truck. We're a, we're a slave to the truck at this point in time. All the freedom that we we sought is taken away from us because now the truck demands that we do certain things. Well, but it's the, the sad part
0: is 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 that it is true that nobody can manage your time better than you can, and truck drivers understand that. That's the one thing that they probably do understand that they. They're like, well, if, if I was in control, if I could just pick the loads, I could do a better job because I understand what being a truck driver is. And a lot of people in the office do not understand what being a truck driver is. And so they don't make the best decisions that would be beneficial to the driver. So that's true. And it is true that there is no freedom like being self-employed. It is true that there's no freedom like being in charge of your own destiny. But what they're missing is the, the fundamental truth that you're going to work harder than you've ever worked in your life uh, in order to make that happen. Because now not only are you the driver, you're the load planner, you're the dispatcher, you're the maintenance coordinator, you're all of these people that you hated. Now you have to figure out how to be them. You have to learn how to go into the TA and the Petro and the Loves and the Speedco and the Freightliner and look at them and say, no, I'm paying the bill. This is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to do it because I am paying the bill. I don't give a damn what you think. I don't care how many certifications you have on your sleeve. I'm making the decisions. Well, you have to make that decision from a a place of authority, which means you have to know what the hell you're talking about. You have to understand the systems of your truck. So you're going to have to put the time into the research and the learning and the studying so that you do know what you're talking about. So, because you can't find a Carl everywhere. You can't find a a Chris Dolan that actually knows what the hell they're doing. And don't give his name away. We made Carl a rock star.
1: Keep Chris Dolan a secret. Okay.
0: (laughs) Damn. Okay. But you have to, you, you have to, to, to have that understanding. And so, a, a big uh, mistake that I think a lot of drivers make. Uh, and look, I love audiobooks and thrillers and all that stuff. And I love to listen to that stuff too. Thrillers like, you know, thriller books, you know, the, the books you can get lost in for hours and hours at a time Podcasts. you know, well, why don't you turn off that political nonsense and why don't you go get some Larry Wingett books? Why don't you get some Dave Ramsey books? Why don't you get some economics books? Why don't you get some history books? <laughs> And do the same thing. You're still listening to stuff that's entertaining you, but it's also educating you and understand about economics and understand about history and and the business that you're in. Go get that book from Mark Levinson about the shipping container so that you understand how your industry works. Then spend some time on YouTube. Instead of watching cat videos, watch maintenance videos and and, and see how the systems... Did he
1: say cat videos?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Listen, you can get hung in some... YouTube vortexes you know look I, cats are one of the vortexes you would get hung in well not me mine's Cletus McFarland and drag racing videos you're sick but
1: you <laughs> where's Chris him that? he's out of Alaska Clarence he <laughs> doesn't exist that's just the name we made up okay uh, we're not telling you where he's from okay <laughs> so listen I agree with everything you said with let me take exception to one thing. Okay. If you do not pay cash for that truck, you're a slave to that truck. Oh, Oh, 100%. Let me explain 100%. 100%. No longer are you making a decision, that truck's making a decision. Okay. Look, we talked about this all day today. All right. You do not have to go pay, you do not have to go into debt. To buy a truck to do this business. I know your ego. I know you want to look good. I know you want to impress people that you don't give a shit about. I get all of that. All right. But when you buy that truck and you have that $900, $1,200, $1,300 a week truck payment, you're now a slave to that truck. And you'll do it for a few weeks. But after three or four or five or six or seven years, you're going to get really, really tired of being a slave to that master truck. Mm -hmm. Don't well and and don't do it richie makes a great point here that the carriers
0: are exploiting that because they know what's true and what's true is that you can do a better job and make a greater profit on your own than you can with them so they're like well hey boy do we have a deal for you for just 1300 dollars a week you can be an owner operator make your own decisions be a slave can, uh, so can, they,
1: exp- and they, exp- and listen, they exploit your ignorance. Can I interject something here? That's going to have to require censorship. Okay. I got my fuck off.
0: <laughs> that is the best thing you can tell a carrier that's trying to lease you a truck. Fuck off. Okay. That's two. We're at our limit. Um, you have to be, um, You have to speak from a place of authority, and that's easy to do. Listen, my kids kids, uh, are homeschooled, all three of them, okay? They've never set foot in a government school. But I consider myself, even though I went to 12 years of government school, I consider myself homeschooled because there came a point in my life, it was 2006, it was when my daughter was born, and I looked at this little human, and the, the overwhelming weight of responsibility came onto me. And I went, wow, I don't know shit. It was, it was a scary place to be when I went, this, this little tiny human is now my responsibility. And the realization that I'm, I'm lost, I'm clueless. And so that began the journey that took me 16 years to get where I am. But I started asking questions i I didn't just go off a of, well, I heard one time you know
1: Cindy Callahan did you ask her to do that was well, that is me. is
0: that you Cindy Callahan says you always look glamorous larry Thank
1: are, you, are, Cindy. You, are you are you are are you sending messages on your wife's <clears throat> account I appreciate that Cindy Thank yeah. you so much <clears throat> if you were here, I'd buy you a drink I'll buy Jim a drink on your behalf, okay. <laughs> Look, I listen. I've been talking now for two days, and at some point in time, I usually just kind of get tired and I quit trying to be diplomatic and political and correct and all this stuff.
0: <clears throat> We're about to get cancelled, folks
1: no, I'm not gonna. The, the, the topic of this, uh, of, this, of this podcast is why does the rest of the business world do things the way the lunatics do and the trucking industry does it? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why. Okay? Because the trucking industry makes decisions that are not based in business. They're based in emotion. They're based in feeling. They're based in how you look. Mm-hmm. They're basically impressing people that you really don't give a shit about. But for some reason, you feel like you need to impress them. For years, I have said this to every class that's been in this room. I pray that there's a meter that somebody will come up with that is mounted to the side of a truck that tells you that that truck going down a road, which is making it happen And I'm quoting one of our drivers when they say that. And it tells you how many years that truck owner has not filed a tax return. And how many lease payments that truck owner is in arrears. And how much money that truck has lost. Mm -hmm. And on all the things that I track as a business person, that most people ignore mm-hmm. because they don't want to face the facts. If that were on that truck, I would love it. It would change the entire industry because all of this bullshit, this facade of success would go away because mm-hmm. you can look really, really good and be broke as hell. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. We drive old trucks for a reason. We pay cash for old trucks for a reason. We teach our guys to not go in debt for a reason. And the reason why I'm going to piss a bunch of you off, okay, is because at the end of this year and next spring, when 25% of owner-operators are out of business, our guys won't be. Okay? Yep. Because their cost of doing business. First of all, they know what it is. And second of all, it's so low that they can haul your cheap freight that you want. Mm -hmm. Now, I've been drinking, and I'm going to tell you right now, describe to me cheap freight. I've never had it described to me in my life. Okay? So all you haters, describe it to me. Okay? They can't do it. Because I will haul your cheap freight, and I will make a profit, and I will make you (laughs) look stupid for passing it up. And I'll make money with it. I need to
0: get. I need to find like a sociology professor because there's some sort of term for this. I don't. I don't know what to call it, but it's it's some sort of. Look here.
1: Look, I have solved my problem.
0: Well, Clarence, it's in was your going, head's warped or something. Clarence was going to give you a hat.
1: Your head is warped. Is this your hat?
0: But there's something in. Human psychology that says, if you do something, if you do something that I wouldn't do, then whatever decision that you have made, because I wouldn't do it or I don't like it, then you have harmed me by, by making that choice. So you have hauled a load,
1: (laughs) uh, I'm getting all of my driver's wives Telling me how good I look. There's are, something creepy about this right here. Okay? Karen,
0: Cindy, y'all are
1: not helping. Calm down. Okay. Where's not the, helping. Where is it? Where is that? What's blonde? What's her name? What's her blonde? Oh, name? random blonde. Where's random blonde? blonde. Where are you at? Come on yeah, out, random blonde. Here. <clears throat> there, there,
0: there's this idea that if you haul a load for whatever mm-hmm. cheap freight is, oh, well, you've harmed me somehow and you've harmed the rest of the end. It's communism, I guess. No, it's socialism. It's 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 just just nonsense. It, it number one, mind your own business, run your own business. There's a there's a shocker, run your own business, be profitable, serve your customer, And leave everybody else the hell. Running. Let
1: me give you a little secret here, okay? I don't care how many trucks you get to drive to Washington and quit hauling freight. That will never affect the rate of freight. Nope, ever. You can drive Only circles around DC doing to effect is you. Yeah. Okay. Because that's not what sets the rate. The rate is set by supply. Net. If you do not understand that, go take a basic economics course at any associate, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? Community college mm-hmm. in the country, and they'll teach you economics. The rate is based on supply and demand. Now, if you can get enough trucks to go to D.C. and sit outside and get a Trump hat, maybe it will affect it. But you've not done that yet. And I will bet all of the money I have in the bank that you'll never get it done. How's that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would love to know how much they spent. Um uh, or how much money they lost well if i'm remembering right wasn't there a bunch of them that went to washington were whining because they were running out of fuel and they didn't have any money
1: i don't know they got and i'm red, thinking they got a fucking red hat okay that's all they got okay that's all they got they sat up there for three weeks and they got a hat yeah and then all of a sudden we didn't hear from them anymore how did they get home how did they get the fuel to get home can you tell me that i don't know i, I bet it didn't come from the white house was there, a, was there a crowd me fund, crowd fund me? Was there? The, is that what happened? They passed the red hat. <laughs> well, they okay. sold the red hat to get out of town, right?
0: Well, Rich, Richie brings up a, an excellent point here. A good, Richie
1: brought up an excellent point? Yeah,
0: as he always does. A good question to the guys who go to D.C. would be, why the hell do you want the government to have more
1: power Oh, because we need them to solve our problems, Richie. Right. We need the government to do something about these rates. Okay. Yeah. Now it's the same government that we despise. Right. For ELDs, mm-hmm. it's the same government we despise for EPA regulations. But they're going. But we help need us. them to help us solve this problem with rates. Yeah. Am I the only person that sees the more, the what's the word I want to use? Lunacy lunacy is right. Well, the double standard, I the think, hypocrisy. Wasn't it? Win, this.
0: Wasn't it Winston Churchill that said, "A government big enough to give you all you desires, big enough to take, take all it all have. away." Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Let's give them the power to fix this problem, and then let's dare them not to take it away. Okay. Yeah. Let me know how that works out for you. I can tell you already how it's going to work out.
0: Well, so here's here's a. Uh, I've said this before. I'm going to say it again right here. All right. There came a point after I came to Blue Ribbon working for Larry, I was probably six months in, that this realization came over me because the pursuit of being an owner operator that started in 2010 was from desperation. I saw it as the only way that I could achieve my goals, have my wife stay at home and not have to work and the kids be homeschooled and all this stuff was, well, I have to be an owner operator. I can't be a company driver ever and make the kind of money that I need to make in order to make that happen. I had to be an owner-operator. It was desperation. Well, broke, desperate, and stupid. Desperate people do stupid things. And so the desperation drove me to make counterintuitive decisions that led to the failure of my business. Well, I come here, made more money as a company driver than I did as a BCO. A lot more money. A lot more money. And... Then I went, oh, wait, 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 hold on. So wait a minute. I, I can make a living as a company driver. I still desire to have his fleet. I still desire to be self-employed. I still desire to, to have that level of, of, of uh, operating a business, but the desperation went away, and that changed everything. And, and it led to a conversation probably in 2019 where I said to him, hey, because I think he always kind of thought maybe I had one foot out the door you know, I was just going to come here, get my stuff together, and then be gone. And I, I still, went, I'm,
1: I still think that.
0: And I went, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm no longer desperate. I want to build Blue Ribbon into something. I want to make something uh, that we have built, which all happened by accident, by the way. We've talked about that this week. Um, but I, it was the desperation left me. And that was a game changer. Because then I understood. Okay, so now we can run a good, profitable business, and we can give this opportunity to other people, so they don't have to go through what I did, and uh, which is something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy to to go through the to face foreclosure and bankruptcy and divorce and you know all the bad stuff that happens from running a business incorrectly. Well, now we can give people the opportunity to do that and 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 not be so desperate. Now, I will say this. There's a lot of broke people that come here to get into this program. And I'm like, yes, you're too broke to go on a cruise. You're too broke to go on vacation. There's a good place to go when you're broke, and that's to work. So you need to get off your butt. You need to get to work. You need to save some money, pay off your debts, so that you can have the, the blessing and the opportunity to go buy a truck or five, and become a millionaire. You know, that's why we do this. It's, it's not because we love pulling freight. Uh, we do it for the money and I'm not ashamed to say we do it for the money. Um, but we do this so that we can also give an opportunity people an opportunity, um, to learn it the right way, like any other business. Again, no other business on, on earth not a restaurant, not a construction company, not a plumber, not a mechanic shop. Nobody would run a business the way that truck drivers run trucking businesses and stay in business.
1: You couldn't start a business in any the industry except this one right. because there's no lease purchase in any other business but this one. Right. Okay. You can't lease purchase a Chick-fil-A. No.
0: God, could you imagine if they did? No. I bet they wouldn't say my pleasure every time
1: they give you a no. cup. No. Now I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What is isms? Is that like Is Spurko-isms? Isn't Spurco... Uh, um, no I've heard I've heard of uh, Matthew help us out here okay. I I've was born in 1953. Is it I Jack? don't understand uh um, pop consult culture books so help knowledge. me out here okay. I'm, I'm going, a going to the book of knowledge and
0: let's go back
1: we got some we got some questions here we need to address okay. Can we go back Jack Spurko, yeah, who's that? Ahead. I have no idea. Help us out. Help. What's his name? Matthew. Matthew, help us out. You gotta talk to us, like. All right, let's go back here.
0: Oh, this Rodney. One. Rodney, this one.
1: Okay, talk. You read it. Okay. Uh,
0: is there anyone in the Minnesota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, or Iowa that would be willing to do your lunatic way of trucking? Learning uh, learning. learning the trucking business at a local level, or a contract that would be willing to talk about mentoring. I think this would be a great job for Rodney Langworthy. Uh, maybe you have to be the one that does it.
1: I mean, we we, we don't, we, don't we, have we, anybody know, in that area, Rodney, but we certainly can mentor someone. If, again, you have to understand. Let me, let me say this, and I'm going to try to be... No, you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> we have... We have very limited capacity because what we do is so intensely involved with serving our customer. And our customer in the mentoring world is the BCO. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we can't we would dilute our product. We would not perform to our level if we just took everybody in. So we're very solid. And Rodney, you know us. You know that we are we're what we say we are. So no, we, to answer your question, no, we do not have anybody in that area, but we have Seth, we have me, we have Chris, we have people that can mentor. Why is my hat like not? Why does that not work right?
0: Cause you're half a bubble off center. No That's shit.
1: Why. I am. I'm, I'm like, I do it this way and it goes the opposite way. There's a, can I unmirror this camera? Is that possible? So anyway, um, we, if the person is really and truly interested in learning, And they will accept coaching, and by coaching, I mean not give me a whole list of shit that they won't do. Then yes, we will work with them and help them. Okay, but we don't have anybody in Wisconsin or Iowa. But that's not important. Okay, we can we can coach them from Kentucky or from West Virginia or from North Carolina. All the guys who listen. So, and Ronnie, I let me just say something to you. We appreciate you're a long time listener. I know that you can't be uh, at Lance, I understand your situation, but we really, really appreciate your support over the years and we wish you nothing but success. Okay. So, uh, give me another one, Chris, by the way, Jack Spurko has a
0: podcast called the survival podcast. So he's into all the kind of survival stuff and, and, um, uh, permaculture and
1: you've got to interpret all of that to me. Um, He's kind of like us, just not
0: in trucking. How about that? Okay. Phil says the random blonde has been blinded by
1: the shining star on your forehead. I took it away. I now have whatever this is right here. We need a. We why don't we have a blue ribbon hat on here? I didn't bring one with me. So why? What does this say right here? Is it a land star thing? Jesus.
0: I have no idea. Ronnie
1: Haddon's gonna orgasm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Zot says you have the built-in gangster lean.
1: Um, you guys, listen. Let me let me tell you something seriously. We're going to be back here the third week of August or September. September. You, all you guys should come through here, and we should have a podcast audience here of outside visitors like you guys. Bill, you should come through here. Uh, Ken and Mary, you should guys could come through here. All you guys should come through. And hang out at the uh, Wyndham by Wingate in West, in West Virginia on the third weekend of September. Work it out so you're here. I will have a podcast. Have a what are we doing in the third week of September? We got another orientation lined up. <laughs> it may fall through, but we've got another orientation lined up. Okay. That's our next scheduled regular orientation for the only truck that we have left with no driver in it. Correct. Okay. Okay. While we're on that subject, give me a little plug right here, Chris. Give me a drive for. We have got one. We had a guy that was coming on, but because of medical health insurance reasons, he needed to say a company driver. Yeah. So we have one truck available to put somebody in the program in. Okay. Okay. So now I know all you guys are listening. You all are super successful, BCOs, but you all know somebody that needs to be in this program, okay? We just don't take anybody. You all know that. We're very, 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 very selective, and we want to make sure that we put somebody. We only have 14 opportunities, all right? We want to make sure that the right person gets in this truck for the right reason. And we've got some applications that we haven't interviewed yet, which we interviewed this week. But if you know anybody that would be a good mix, a good fit for this program, somebody that needs to understand how to start out right, not least purchasing a truck, not doing all the wrong things that everybody else does needs to understand That being in business means being a business person, not a truck driver. Then send them over here and let us talk to them. Okay, we got to make a decision about one more truck, and then we're full for right now. We haven't taken on a lot of extra trucks this year because it just hasn't been the right time. You know, as as the market shakes up, as um, as as trucks become less uh, overpriced. We'll be adding more trucks. I would say in the first quarter of next year, I actually have an opportunity right now to bid on a package of 10 lunatic trucks. I'm talking to the owner of those trucks as we speak. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, um, you know, we intend to grow this opportunity. Um, We're convinced that what we do is the way to go. The path to BCO for most people should come through blue ribbon because if you do not have the business background to stay in business, we can give you that in a year and a half. We can teach you everything you need to know to stay in business as an owner operator. Thank you, Jim. And make you profitable. Teach you the ropes at Landstar, teach you what not to do, teach you what to do. 50 years of business experience by use. Truly. 25 years of business experience by Chris, then the trip planning ninja. You know we can we can flatten the curve. And the last time I used that thing, I was talking about t- putting two condoms on two years ago to flatten the curve. Okay. So uh, anyway, uh, we can flatten the curve for you without putting two condoms on, and uh, and and show you how to uh, navigate the Landstar system. How to What are you saying? You need one of these? Well, you can go on (laughs) blueribbonlogistics.com slash what is it? Store. Store. Oh, by the way, (laughs) we have blue ribbon hats. We have blue ribbon shirts. We have lunatic T-shirts that are left over from the event. And by the way, let me just say something to all you guys out there that are sort of regulars. If you didn't attend the event we had in July, shame on you. Okay. We had a great time. Everybody who came learned a lot. We had great food, great drink, great social, social um, networking, and we learned a lot from each other. Uh, we'll probably do one maybe. I'm not convinced that I'll ever says, do another one again. Says okay? Every, every I time. have not listen, I want to tell you something. I lost my voice on July 17th. I just got it back this week. okay? That's no bullshit. All right, I pour my heart and soul out for for a whole weekend. I talk for like thirty hours straight, and it takes a toll on a sixty year old dude, sixty eight year old dude. Okay, so but anyway, we'll probably end up doing one again next time. But if you miss that, shame on you. If you want to understand what what, uh, if you want to understand how to make the maximum profit at Landstar and do things the right way, minimizing cost, maximizing revenue you should be there okay and oh by the way the last this was the last year it's going to be cheap all right i'm tired (laughs) of losing money on this thing okay i gave him the numbers this week all right and i'm tired of losing money i spend too much time too much effort too much energy putting that thing on to lose money so you had your last chance to come for cheap this year next year it's going to cost you get your checkbook ready okay so (laughs)
0: Well, I can tell you, I, I've never really been a part of planning events. And I have. You know, and it's, it's a, so much work goes into it. And yeah, we lost money. We did not make a dime uh, on this event. So we had
1: a good time. Oh, we had a great time And there. everybody enjoyed it. But listen to if me, if you know anything about me, you understand that I'm all about profit. Okay. And even though I love all you people and I want to help you and everything, let me tell you something. The win 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 scenario (laughs) in that weekend it was win-win win win, lose. All right. (laughs) And that ain't happening again. All right. If you want me to be there and be the keynote, it's gonna be win, 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 win. So you get your checkbook out. Okay. The last time of it being cheap is over with. All right. Shit. Excuse me, I just had an accident. That's
0: alcohol abuse. He's pouring bourbon. No, it Real was expensive. A, it, it, bourbon. Was,
1: it was an environmental, <laughs> an
0: environmental disaster.
1: <laughs> disaster. <laughs> Call out the moon suits. Okay.
0: Uh, well, we just want everyone to know that there is a great reward when business is done well. There is no greater freedom. There is no greater liberty. There is no greater wealth. There's no greater peace of mind uh, that comes from running a business properly. There is also no greater nightmare There's from doing it wrong. I've done it wrong. He's done it right. Um, and now we can take his all of his experience and all of my failure, and we can give you this opportunity to come here and in a safe environment uh, where you can experience what it takes. Um, and what it takes is a lot of work and a lot of mindset, mindset changing. That's the hardest part. He, he always talks about changing your identity. You have to look in the mirror and see a business owner, not a truck driver, not, not anything else other than a business owner. And business owners make different decisions uh, than what just people do. And, and so it takes an entirely different mindset to do that. And that's why we do this podcast every week. That's why we put the information out there for free. That's why we do the events. And it's why we, 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 we create this opportunity because listen, there's a very real possibility that you could come here and, um, go, Oh my gosh, this sucks. This is terrible. I don't want to do this. I want to go back to being a company driver which there's nothing wrong with being a company driver. Increase your value and get the most money that you can. But um what if you bought a truck and then realized that it sucked? You know, I I've, I've got a I've got a cousin, you know, that I bought a truck, came to Lane Star, and was successful and went, you know what, I don't like this. And sold the truck and left, you know? That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But stop getting intertwined in these pissing contests. Well, you're not a real owner-operator unless you got an authority. Shut up. You know, you want to go get your own authority? Go get your own authority. I don't care. But don't look down your nose at somebody that's leased to a carrier in a beneficial relationship like we have with Landstar. Um, Because as we've said, there's nowhere else in this industry that we could do what we do, how we want to do it, when we want to do it, other than Landstar. They don't mess with us. As long as we're safe and compliant, we can run our business any way we want to run it. And you can do the same thing, except run it wrong and go broke, right? But it just takes a level of attention to detail and understanding the industry and understanding business and profit and loss. And then, you know, you can reap the rewards and benefits. I'm a big freedom and liberty guy. I want you to have the absolute freedom. I want you to not be a slave anymore to these, these giant ass corporations that use the government to do their bidding. You know? I'd love I'd love to see those companies shut down just because everybody stopped working for them. You know, I'd love to see that. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do what they do. And that's go try to use the government against them. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna compete with them. I'm gonna do a better job than they can. I'm going to provide better service than they can. And I'm going to have the customer come to me and say, you know what? I don't want that big giant mega carrier and all their robots to come handle my freight. I want y'all to come do it. And that's what we can do here. So, um, you know, if you have the right attitude, um, you can come here and do it. Clyde says you have to know your cost per mile to know what cheap freight is for you. Everyone's price is different. That's 100% true.
1: Clyde, do you have any idea the number of owner-operators out there that have no earthly idea what their cost per mile is. Not a clue. Would you venture to guess a number? I'd say 90%. We talked about this today. I used a restaurant as an example. Okay? If you're going to sell hamburgers to the public and you're going to come up with a price that you're going to charge for your hamburger, all right, and you don't have any idea what the ingredients of that hamburger cost you coming in the back door, i.e. ground beef, seasoning, bun, lettuce, tomato, special sauce, lettuce piece, cheese pickle, satans on set seed. <laughs> bun. I don't think that's how that went, but it's close. Then you have no idea how to price that burger for profit. Yet, every owner operator in the country chooses freight every day on a rate per mile when they have mm-hmm. zero idea what it costs them to move that truck one mile. And they have no concept that moving that truck one mile to haul freight and moving that truck one mile to go to Walmart is the exact same number. Mm-hmm. They have no clue about that. So yes, you're right, Clyde. You're absolutely right. But unfortunately we have a, a large hill to climb to make the general population of owner operator understand that that is a number they have to know. We talked at the seminar, we talked at every orientation. There's two numbers you really have to know to be in business. And that is your fuel mileage and your cost per mile. And yet I venture to tell you that the only people that know any of those are people with new trucks that the dashboard Uh, information center gives them the estimated fuel per mile, which is not accurate. And they have no freaking clue what -hmm. the cost per mile is. Okay. Nope. And that's what the topic of this is about. You get outside of trucking, you go to any other, you walk to any McDonald's that you can find the owner who's there. Okay. Cause he's not the guy with the headset on in the, in the uh, drive through (laughs) and you ask him, sir, what is the cost of that ketchup packet that you just handed me out the window for free? And he will tell you to the tenth of 1% what that, attack, what that packet cost him. Yet you find a truck driver over here, a TA over here, and you ask him his cost per mile. And he may pull his thumb out of it and ask him, bark something at you. But it will be nothing like, like anything you can understand that means cost per mile, okay? He's got to turn the porn off. And get his head out of his ass and figure out what he's doing, and then he may possibly give you something that's that's understandable. But it will not be anything that's a number of costs per mile because he doesn't know what it is. He doesn't know how to find it. All right. I
0: was in a Wendy's one time in a pilot. I don't remember where, but it was a pilot truck stop with a Wendy's, and they were slammed. And these people were running around crazy, just do. You could just tell that everybody was on level 10 and they were trying to get the job done and in the back of the restaurant was one of these district managers guys with this yellow pressed shirt just standing there doing nothing and everybody's going crazy and i worked fast food when i was in high school and this girl come by and i said hey hey hey, hey. and she was like what i said listen would you go tell that guy back there if he's going to stand back there with his thumb up his ass while everybody else is working, at least go back and do it where the customers can't see him. And she got this horrified look on her face. She's like, I can't say that to him. And I said, well, go get him and tell him. And I'll, I'll tell him to come up here and I'll, I'll tell, him. tell him. Bring him up I'll, here. I'll be glad to tell him. Tell him to come up here and I'm going to tell him to either get his ass in there on that grill and start making some burgers or get the hell out of or my sight. While of everybody's
1: yeah. Because they walk around back there like they know that, you know, that they're not supposed to wait on customers. Mm-hmm. But the optics of that are, are terrible. You're ignoring me. Mm hmm. I can see you. You're ignoring me, so therefore, I think you're a low life son of a bitch. Okay, <laughs> optics. Yeah, it's huge,
0: and and I don't know where I was going with that, but
1: it's. Did uh, we figure out what Spurcoisms are?
0: Yes, we did. Explain we it talked to me one that. more time. There's a guy named Jack Spurco that has a podcast that says "broke, desperate, and stupid" a lot. You would probably like him. Really. I think he's been on Rogan a couple of times. Rodney. We got
1: to get you to I'm going to have to
0: take the controls away from Larry and give them to the,
1: No, um, I like, I like having controls. Okay. We well, but,
0: but this, this is a great comment. Rodney says I'm, I'm making a great living as a company driver, but I have a desire to own my own business. I've hit the top as a company driver. Ownership is the next rung on the ladder for me. And I, I experienced that because at, whatever cents per mile, well, you can only run so many miles. you got 168 hours in a week. you got a 70-hour clock. And when you run out of miles, there's that ceiling that you keep bumping into. And yes. that's what attracted me to being an owner-operator is like, well, if I can get a piece of the action and a piece of what the customer's paying and, and I have that opportunity to do that extra. And it's, it's why I always hated dedicated freight, even though I did it forever. But I was locked in you know, and when the rate, when the market blew up, I felt trapped because I couldn't go out and get that extra. Um, because that's what I, I saw that opportunity that it give me the, give me the reins, give me the wheel and I will drive and do whatever I need to do. And I was thinking about this today. You know, my mom and dad, uh, were financial disaster. Um, So they didn't teach me anything about finances, but one thing they did and they never, they never talked about it. They showed me was their work ethic. My mom and dad, uh, I mean, to this day they're in their eighties now, but their work ethic was unbreakable and I watched them work and I watched them demonstrate that for me. And so when I came into business it wasn't a stretch for me to go and work the maximum, you know, and do whatever I could.
1: Uh, let's see, Matthew. anyway, well, hang on, don't, don't, don't leave that yet. What? Where, don't where, leave that. Where where mm. Uh, Ta-da. Ronnie's a long time podcast listener, and I understand that he's a successful company driver. And listen, there, there, there is a the, you're right, you're gonna bump a ceiling, okay. But understand something, Rodney, and I th- I'm sure you do this because I've seen your comments over the years. When you make that step from company driver to owner operator, it may temporarily set you back from an income level. Yeah. But understand that there is a feeling of uh, accomplishment that comes with running your own show, calling your own shots, being in your own control. I made the decision in 1977 and I was no longer going to be an employee because I didn't want to have other people control my destiny. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the security of a job proved to me that that security was false. And that the only security I had in life was what I could provide for myself. Now there's a struggle when you start. Because you're probably in a situation as maxed out as a company driver that you're probably making a pretty good living and you've probably got some pretty good benefits. You're now going to have to supply those benefits to yourself. That could be a temporary setback financially. But at the end of the day, if you have that entrepreneurial burn in your gut and you have that desire to have your stamp on something and you have that desire to say, I created this, I did this, the ceiling goes away, okay, and now the, the now the the uh, the um, you know the possibilities are unlimited, literally. But there may be a dip in that, and some people just aren't prepared for that. They don't have the ability to absorb that financial hit. So just be aware. Uh, we'd be happy to walk you through that process. But I listen. Uh, I've been self-employed since 1970. I would never ever, ever look back. I would not change anything I've done as far as being in control of my own situation by owning my own business. All of them weren't easy. And there's a lot of times where I didn't get paid because I paid all of my people, Mm -hmm. but you got to keep your eye on the goal and you got to be focused on what the big picture is. And you, you're not going to necessarily be the beneficiary of the financial um, situation that, that presents to you up front. But in the end, it will, be, it will pay off in dividends. You know, the only real security in this market is being in control of your own destiny, okay? Because anybody that gives you something can take it away. And the only way you avoid that is to give it to yourself. So, anyway. Well, I want,
0: I want to back that up because, you know, <clears throat> from 2020 to now, you know, the world's been turned upside down and lockdowns and all this uncertainty. Um, but I'm in a position now where I don't care who's president. I, I don't care, you know, pe- the people this week are screaming at each other about student loans and they're, they're just throwing these fireballs back and forth at each other on social media my value is based on what I can do for these guys, the loads that I can put together for them. Um, and, and I feel that responsibility. I feel that weight, you know, when I'm looking at this dispatch board and it's empty, you know, and the only way it's going to get filled up is if I get on the phone and start booking loads, you know, and right now I'm booking 50, 60 loads a week. Um, and, and it's a big weight. And I feel that responsibility that, that their paycheck is tied directly. You know, I throw them the ball. Now, whether they hit it or not, it's up to them, you know, that they, they have to run the loads, they have to do the trip planning. And if they screw it up, it's kind of on them, you know, but I'm doing my absolute level best to get them the uh, the best paying loads that I can get them. We, we had a guy this week, I texted him I'm like, dude, did you break a mirror or run over a black cat or something? Because just. Just bad stuff after bad, just kept happening to him
1: all week, you know? That's karma.
0: But I also put him on a $13,000 a week a few weeks ago, you know? So um, sometimes it happens, and you can't fall apart. You can't just completely lose your mind when bad stuff happens because this is trucking. Richie's sitting down at a truck stop right now um, because uh, something happened to the trailer on Friday, you know? You can't do anything about that. Well, you've got to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and go right back on to the next thing. Um, that stuff's going to happen, and we see it in the Facebook groups all the time. One little thing happens. Oh, my God, I can't believe that this trailer broke down. I'm like, my God, you drive equipment that you put hundreds of thousands of miles a year on. Shit's going to happen. You And how are you going to deal with it? How are you going to recover? What's, wh- how are you going to turn this this batch of lemons and lemonade—that's that's on you. It, it you you can't do anything
1: about landstar. You know the what's really you know what's really interesting about our Pass podcast. Mm. If we're not on the podcast, you're the one with the potty mouth. I get on the podcast. I'm normally not the podcast, but yet I get it on the podcast. I am the potty mouth. You, Why is that? Did we change? We change uh, like I roles. Think it might
0: have to do with the um alcohol liquid uh in your glass i think i don't have any liquid in my glass well i know because you poured it all over the table i know i spilled it on the table uh well um why
1: did you take my banner down that i was talking about
0: bill 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 cut you off a little bit ago i'm pretty sure no clarence did clarence
1: cut you off what do Uh, you say um i want to talk to bill i want to talk to bill clarence said that's it cut him off so i'm cut off Well, they think I am. Nick will never cut me <laughs> off. Listen, if you guys don't come here and hang out with us, Bill's asking if you want some cheese with your wine. <laughs> hey, Bill. Uh, listen, I'm getting ready to take up for you now. You're uh, you're on his side. <laughs> Be careful there. All right, okay, I put it back up on the two, screen. You, you ever pick your team here? Bill Hanging thinks we'd all two, end up in jail. I wouldn't know. I have a credit card on file to jail. Okay, it won't happen. All right, so never going to happen. You guys need to come here and hang. We're probably going to be here the third weekend in uh, on September. We'll let you know for sure. That's our next scheduled orientation. We do have one vacancy. We'd love to have it filled by then. If you know anybody that would benefit from being in this program, send them to us. We got some apps we're going to interview this week, but you know we'd love to talk to anybody, people that you guys recommend because you know us. You know what we're looking for. That probably gives them a leg up, all right? Uh, Rodney, you are going to try for the next event? Uh, Rodney, come on. Just go ahead and order the ticket now, okay? All this talk about I'm going to, going to, going to, and going again. And come on, put your money where your mouth is, Rodney. Come on, all right? <clears throat> Even Clarence, I'm going to be at the net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard the wind blow before, okay? Come on. Really? So what is this one about? Which one? Uh, is the bar tab the bar tab ate up the profits? Let me address that. I do not pay the bar tab with blue ribbon credit cards. I pay it with Larry Long credit cards. Okay, just so you know. So my our bar tab here is strictly on me personally, right, Chris? Yeah, one hundred percent. Thank you very much. Who is this? I'll screw you. Okay. Look, tell me with the real ride, you the fake
0: ride. Yeah, we've got a Rodney in the in the room with us right now. Um, well, we've gone an hour and twenty. Zod
1: is taking William's place. Yeah. You're right. We didn't say that. So let's look up here. We have 25 live viewers. Five of you all have hit like. What is your problem, guys? Okay? Well, I think
0: those are Facebook likes. I don't think it shows us YouTube
1: I need likes. you. We need likes. We need likes and subscriptions, okay? We're trying to, listen, we're trying to make some money here, okay? Help us out. Help our algorithm. Okay, like us. They went to six. Come on. Come on. It it shows Facebook likes. It doesn't show YouTube likes. All right. Well, we'll give you some slack. Like and subscribe. All right? Like and subscribe. Hey, Reefer, I like your name. (laughs) Fuck, Richie. (laughs) You should take this away from me.
0: Listen, I'd love to. Uh, Well, Matthew had said, I was going to talk about this. This high school math teacher ran the local McDonald's. He could absolutely tell you. Uh, to the cent, what everything cost he thank was my sponsor
1: thank you matthew um, thank you for being on team larry okay
0: <sighs> you know my, well mcdonald's has um the fact that who that, is
1: who is Zot, by the way can you help me out with this i don't
0: know i don't know He's, identify
1: yourself okay he looks like he's got a picture of an old Chevy truck in there as his profile. So Well, at least it's not a Ford. I'll send Nick a text back you now and again. Thank you, Richie. Richie's got my back, okay? <laughs> Zot says we're going to need uh,
0: at least, a, at a minimum, two Saturday night podcasts a month. <laughs> That'll definitely get us thrown off YouTube. Absolutely. Uh, well, we're wondering if this one gets censored, okay? <clears throat> well, we're an hour and 30 in. I think we've covered... When is
1: it, Ronnie? Probably next July. I can't do any more than one a year, okay? So it's probably next July. We'll announce it at some point in time. But Richie um, says, share the podcast with everyone, even your future (laughs) ex-mother-in-law. That's not very positive
0: thinking, Richie.
1: uh, You guys that are BCO Landstars, I will be at the BCO Days in, they're saying Indy, but it's technically in Carmel, Ohio. So if you guys want to be there, look me up. We'll go have a drink. We'll talk. Uh, but I'll be in Indianapolis uh September. What is it? 27, 28, Yeah, Chris? I think
0: so. Yeah, it's that last okay. week. Okay.
1: Let me know if you're gonna be there. We'll hook up, okay? So um I'll be able ai will I'll be at a volleyball tournament in Yeah, Gatlinburg, he's gonna be in Gatlinburg so. playing volleyball. But I can't say much about that. <clears throat> Uh, all right. So what we got? We good? We're hour yeah. and a half in.
0: Yeah, I think we've done enough damage, and I hear the bar calling. We have
1: day, a so. live audience. You guys have anything to add? That was awesome. It was an honor. We have a new driver with us. I, I well, I want to recognize three people. Okay, we have two people that we really haven't probably announced because they came in kind of right after the event, and I got to be honest with you, I spoke for three. Well, two and a half, two days and a night. I lost my voice literally that weekend. I just got it back this week. Y'all listen to the podcast last two or three weeks, and I'm talking like this. I sound like I've got like I want cocaine or something. It's because that damn weekend takes so much out of me. So we had two guys come on at the event. We have a guy named Alvin. Okay. Great guy. You know, he's going to be, he's going to be a super stud. We've got another guy named lover boy. Okay. <laughs> all the girls are going to him. He's got long flowing locks. He's young. <clears throat> okay. He's a heartthrob. <laughs> all right. So, you know, and his name is Andrew. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we don't, well, his nickname is Loverboy. Okay. We gave him that. He hates it by the way. He He hates it by the way. So he's, he's new to us. And then we have a new guy from South Carolina named Rodney. Former BCO was a straight truck guy. Kind of, you know, he kind of had a little issues. He found the podcast. He came and uh, and now he's here. So we've got three new guys we're super excited about. And that's why we're here this weekend. We want to welcome them to Blue Ribbon. And we'll, again, remind you that we do have one truck available. We have one truck available so if you guys know of anybody that would do that would this a podcast would help them get a start in their dream of becoming owner operating and doing it right the first time and not being one of the nine out of ten who fail the first time and not being one of the 40 percent who come to Landstar and fail the first year we can make sure that that does not happen we can put them in our program we'll mentor them we'll teach them the ways of the lunacy okay and they will not fall victim. They will not be part of the twenty twenty two twenty twenty three bloodbath. Okay, we'll teach them how to how to get into business the right way the first time. And you'll do them a big favor. You do us a big favor because if they come from you guys who are our audience, then already they have some cred when they some street cred when they get to us. What do you got, Chris? Uh, <laughs> Richie's pimping Andrew. He
0: says we'll start accepting deposits on dates for Andrew. Please email to set up yours and have payment L- ready. Listen,
1: Andrew needs uh, not, uh, Richie needs to be cut off, not me. Okay, so yeah, I know Richie's more upset that the trailer breaking down. Kept him I know from he really. Here. Anytime Richie, anytime Richie knows that we're having a, an orientation, he will deadhead 800 miles to be here because he. <laughs> I'm knows, surprised he didn't. He knows that the 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 restaurant tab. And the bar tab is on me. Okay. And he loves to partake in both of those
0: equally. I might add, uh, he's okay? been to
1: more orientations than I have, you know? So he has, he has <clears throat> between him and Christian and Jim. Okay. They're, per, they're not perennial, but what do you call it when they're always here? Not perennial, but um, uh, listen, I've had too much alcohol to be getting into what? vocabulary. No, not annual. Every time we have an orientation, they're here. Because they know the credit card comes out, okay? Yeah. So they act like they're really want, they're into this. It's just the credit card comes out. Yeah. No, all kidding aside. Listen, thank you everybody. Pittsburgh Power, call them, give give them, let them know that that you heard about them from us, okay? They pay us to do this. We need to make sure that they're getting some benefit from that. We appreciate them paying us to do this. Pittsburgh Power been a customer since two thousand nine. I've been an OPS user since 2009. We've preached it all weekend to these new guys. It's part of our cost-saving uh, strategy. I would not have a truck that doesn't have an OPS on it. If I have a truck that's got uh, EGR or DPF, I'm running the max mileage. We don't have that logo up there, Chris. Why? Why is that? Um, get produ- get I'll the production talk manager. Talk to production. Is, is Jim that. here? Get him to straighten that out. Okay. We need max mileage up here. If you've got an EGR truck or a DPF truck, you need to take it and get the diesel force cleaning done to it, get it cleaned up, run the max mileage, and you will no longer have soot related regen problems. Right? Testify to that 100%. Okay. So, anyway, until next week, we'll be on next Sunday. Let me look at the calendar, make sure. Next, I've got some travel plans coming up. Let me look here. Stand by one. Stand by one. Uh what is next weekend? I mean September, October, September. Um, podcast is actually I will next weekend well, is next Labor week, day weekend. Yeah. We're on Monday night next weekend.
0: Yeah. Cuz I Monday, I'm going to be Weather permitting, I'm going to be at Bristol Motor Speedway for the Cletus McFarlane Bristol 1000. I ain't gonna miss that big the nothing. Cletus McFarlane.
1: That just re- that just reeks of West Virginia redneck to me. Well, it's Florida redneck. He's a Florida uh, man, and there I just see moonshine listen. and fiddling,
0: listen, and I just see all are, kind of redneck shit. When they I are racing crown victor ford crown victorious 30 of them listen i it's realize
1: epic. i realize epic. that you're aroused right now by talking about, about that uh but i have to tell you that i'm not okay um but anyway i i i i uh, i respect the fact that that's something that makes you um uh your heartbeat pick up a, a thing or two next weekend is labor day weekend i'm going to be chilling at the house and the first football weekend from my university of kentucky so that are preseason rated number 11 in the crunchy for the first time ever in the history of the program the kentucky well, i don't i do not support professional sports oh here okay. we go i think they, all right. i think they're that's all we're going to have for this I evening folks i think they're overpaid babies and i do not prefer uh, uh, i do not support professional i want to shut this oh, thing down oh and by the board. way by the way the little league world series finalist tomorrow Hawaii is representing the U.S. Uh, China, Taipei uh, Taipei is representing China. If you do not watch these 12-year-olds play baseball, shame on you. These kids are awesome as 12-year-olds. They look just like big league baseball players, but they do it for the love of the game, not for the the money. Watch it tomorrow at uh, 3.30, okay? And my phone is ringing. And guess who it is? Is it your wife? It's the headquarters. Okay.
0: Well, that's a perfect time for us to end this episode.
1: It absolutely is. Of the Blue
0: Ribbon Podcast. We will see y'all. Have a great
1: week, everybody. We'll see you next Monday, not Sunday. Okay. All right. Everybody be good. Be safe. We'll see you next
0: time.